When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast, joined by Ben White and Mr. William Brad Alice. I am merely Mike Luke. All right, we got a lot to get to this show, obviously, but first, uh, Flavoring Fridays. Welcome to the PHNX Wildcats show presented by OGs. Flavor your Fridays by heading to zenleafdispensaries.com and use code PHNX for checkout. Jacob Franklin is a proud father behind the scenes. Look at me do that. All right, Ben White, Brad Alice, everybody in there. Let's we're gonna talk. Guys, um, this was uh this is a team that can absolutely overwhelm you at any point. There was a time when the game was tied. I believe it was uh like 14 to 14. Arizona went on an eight-nothing burst. From there on out, it felt like Arizona scored every single time down the court, Ben and Brad, and um, and that's what happened. It was one of those games, especially when you got to the end of the first half there, where you really wondered, is there anything Arizona just doesn't do well? Um, one of those games where I think all the boxes were checked. I think you saw it from a shooting perspective. I think defensively you saw it pretty early just because of the size differential, similarly to what we saw against Southern on uh, Monday night. But this team can play, man. This team is stacked. I mean, you saw Boswell come out there in the second half and just get a flow from three. You saw Mount Crevis do some big things. And uh, by the way, did you guys know he's seven foot two? I think Casey Jacobson only said it about 50 times. Um but yeah, a lot to like from this game, and uh, this team might continues to look like uh, the best team in the country for sure. William, this team checks off every box. Disagree with me. I mean, they are prone to some turnover issues here and there, but I think only at nine tonight before they got sloppy late in the game. Yep. I, here's the thing you can't discount. So Belmont is a really good low major who's transitioning to a mid-major conference. Right. These are typically the type of teams a good team beats by 15 to 20. Um, I think the I think the spread was 22. Mm. And this could easily have been a 45 point win had they kept the, the foot on the gas. Right. Um, you know, Belmont is not as good as they've been in years past, but this is a program that has won, I think they said what like 13 consecutive years winning 20 games. Right, right. This isn't an awful team, and they just athletically didn't match up. For Brad, what the first 10 very, 10, 15 minutes, it just... <laughs> yeah, my, my it's my daughter's room, so yeah, it's kind of San Quentin. She's been in some trouble lately, you know. Got the <laughs> and there's behind nothing her, wrong I think with I just that. got lost. Oh, uh, but yeah, basically, Arizona was able to, to race past them. I mean, how many times did Caleb Love just go coast to coast or 
Boswell go coast to coast or Jaden Bradley go coast to coast and not finish. Um, so yeah, they're really good. They're really athletic. They're really tall. Are they great outside shooters? No, but they're streak shooters and they're a force to reckon with. They're, you know, we all thought they could be a national title contender before the season and they've done nothing but prove that. Yeah, and then we also got to give Tommy Lloyd a lot of credit for how he's built this roster. I mean, this roster, again, last year's team, and we talked about it a lot, it felt like it relied a lot on smoke and mirrors um, in that, you know, it was a good team, but it probably shouldn't have been a number two seed. This team is totally different across the board, and I would make the case that you could make that Arizona is every bit as good at every position and generally better at every position than it was last year. Uh, Kylan Boswell is better than Kerr. Sorry. Um, Caleb Love is better than uh, 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 Courtney Ramey. Pella Larson, better than my bad Pella, better than last year's version of Pella Larson. Keyshaw Johnson, I think from an impact perspective, is very similar to Azulis. Different players, but very similar. Umar Ballo, leader of men, is about the same. But Mo Crevis, who we're going to get to here in a second, is something entirely different there, Ben White. He is. He's seven foot two. He's got some nice hands. He's got some nice skill. And he's seven foot two. When a guy's that big, I don't care what happens. You're going to get rebounds. You're going to have a presence on the defensive end. All he has to do is stick his hand up, especially tonight. I think he's just, you know, in a game where all you got to do is stick your hand or even your pinky up and you block the shot. But no, we've talked about it. I mean, this team is entirely different. It's, it's athletic. And on the defensive end, it has an edge that we just didn't see last year. And it goes to show when you change up your personnel, when you look yourself in the mirror after a game like you did last have last year against Princeton, where you just got totally outmatched physically, you know, you really didn't want to be there at moments, just the way that some of the guys carried themselves. This team wasn't very tough and they had to redo that. They had to go out and they had to get Keyshawn Johnson. They got Caleb Love, who looks fantastic at times, but is certainly not, you know, what we saw last year with somebody like, uh, somebody like our buddy Kerr at West Virginia. So it's just an entirely different team. And I think, I know it's early, but you watch them tonight and you watch them against Southern and more importantly, you watch them against Duke and you compare that to what we're seeing around the rest of the Pac-12 and the rest of college basketball. I mean, we all watched on Tuesday night, Kansas, Kentucky and Michigan State Duke. Um, you know, when you look across the top 10 there, Mike, I'd make the argument that with the way Arizona's played, with the way their roster is constructed, and with that win against Duke, they certainly look like the number one team in college basketball at this point. Yeah, Brad, can we talk about uh, Mo Crevis for a second? I can't think of anybody that really reminds me too much of Mo Crevis. Um in U of A history. I mean, he's got a little bit of deuce on in him in the way that he takes his time in the low post, but he's different in that regard. He's very much a unique dude. The guy I think is the closest comparison, and it's not a great comparison, is Lauren Woods. Interesting. Uh, similar, similar height, similar length, um, shot blockers, uh, pretty good off. I mean, again, Lauren Woods was, what, a junior when he got to Arizona and you know, Crevis is still a freshman, but he's got that kind of size, got that kind of shot blocking ability. Um, you know, and I know we're not allowed to do non-European to American players. Yes, we are. To, do it. I know you want to do it. Do and it. And we're not allowed to do, you know, you're not supposed cross to do race. the uh, cross race. But that's to me the closest comparison. I mean, he's, uh, Woods was a legit seven one. He's a legit seven one seven two. 
long arms. He might be a little stronger as a freshman than Woods was, and Woods was probably a little more athletic. But Crevis is, is is a decent athlete, and um, you know, if you look at this team, you were talking about last year's team. Last year's team, I think, was a good mid-major team posing as a Power Five team. But if you look at it, you know, of the new guys coming in, there could be three or four NBA players. Right. Bellis was the best of the bunch last year, and he just got cut from a two-way contract and uh, is playing in the Lithuanian Pro League and has already been loaned out. So, you know, if you tell me Caleb Love gets a cup of copy in the NBA, I might believe you. If you tell me Kylan Boswell finds a way to make the league, I might believe you. If you tell me Mo Crevis, if he develops a three-point shot, is in the NBA, I'd believe you. KJ Lewis, may, I know KJ, you think, KJ like, Lewis is going to make a lot of best, money in the NBA. You think he's the best pro prospect? I don't know if I disagree with you. If, if Jaden Bradley could ever figure out how to score, I mean, they're just a more athletic and tougher team than Arizona was last year. I mean, they upgraded in those two categories. Um, you know, they don't have a pure scorer like Tubelis. But we also saw when in several crunch times, Tubelis can't create his own shot. You got three or four guys now who can, you know, obviously Baza was on last year's team, but he didn't have the confidence, nor did he probably have the green light. I think he has a green light. I think Pella has a green light. I think Caleb Love has a green light. Um, There are plenty of guys who can uh, get their own shot, create off the dribble, uh, pull up, uh, step backs. Uh, They're just a more balanced offensive team which showed by that stat tonight. No one had 20 points until tonight. And then, yeah, two guys decided to get 20 points tonight. Noah, we're going to beat up on Shear here for a second. This is not a rare L. Shear was also wrong on KJ Lewis. Shear, I told Shear that KJ Lewis should have been a five-star. He poo-pooed me. He knows nothing. He does know a lot. But he was wrong on both of these guys. I will say this. The internet, Who liked Crevis? Who liked Crevis? You loved Crevis. I love loved Crevis. I love him more than I did then. And I thought Crevis, again, I got to come clean here. When I was looking at the Zabruder film highlights, I thought that Crevis was going to be more of a, a plotter, one of these kind of these slow white big guys that, you know, takes their time. They throw their elbows around. This dude's different, man. I don't know what kind of pro he's going to be, but he is, as a college player, he's going to be absolutely fantastic, Ben. And, uh, I think that uh, I and I put this out on Twitter. I think that he would one. I think he would one hundred percent. I think outside of probably Oregon and maybe USC, I think he's starting for every team in the conference right now at center. Ben White, probably. And I mean, how quickly would his scoring and production go up in a position like that? Just because the way Brad and you guys broke it down. I mean, he has all those abilities and he's somebody who's only going to continue to get better. And he's somebody in the front court that if you're Arizona, you really don't have to worry too much about it, especially when Balo moves on and, and things progress here over the next couple of years, he's only going to get more skilled. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a guy just with the day and age of what bigs do. And just from a skill standpoint, I wouldn't be surprised if he's somebody who develops a little bit of a shot, moving forward. And um, that's what's so cool about this team. I think somebody like even KJ Lewis, I'm not saying he'll start at every other team in the Pac-12, but I think we used the example a couple of games ago. He'd be Oregon State's best player by a mile. So this team just has a lot of developmental pieces and they're deep and they have eight to 10 guys that they can rely on, which is remarkable at this point. 
Yeah. All right. Now let's get a couple of the reads in. First of all, PHNX, no better time to become a PHNX diehard. Black Friday specials coming up, my friends. Go to Go PHNX up to 90% off right there. You can be a very cool person. And uh, again, much cooler than me uh, with or without this, but you will be really cool. Also, hmm, let's see here. Let's do a Circle K. I went to Circle K. I got the cheapest gas in the city. Here's the two spots that all of you people need to go to if you're looking for cheap gas. Silver Bell and Grant has $2.85 gas. I went there today. I can verify it. And 36th and Kino is $2.89. Go there, get Circle K. And on top of that, you can become an inner circle member, my friends. Uh, do you get it, Brad Alice? Brad, do you get it? It's funny. I do get it. All right. Yeah. Brad, it's so funny. Brad was mesmerized by really it. So again, huh? I'm actually trying to, I'm trying to open the box score. I'm All trying right. to open Join the box Join circle score, for free so, by yeah, downloading the read. Circle K app. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for details. Okay. A couple of people have mentioned Jaden Bradley. Let's talk about Jaden Bradley. Um, I like, uh, I like Jaden Bradley. I think he's going to be good. But I think at this stage in the game, it's also hard not to uh, say that K.J. Lewis is the better basketball player right now. I think that you're going to see uh, him continue to lose some minutes to K.J. Lewis, or I don't know if lose minutes is the right term, but K.J.'s got a different level type athleticism, a dynamic factor. When K.J. Lewis goes out onto the basketball court, you notice him, and you notice him immediately. Um Again, that's what a five-star shooting guard is supposed to look like, fellas. I mean, yeah, I think the big difference is, A, they play completely different positions. So the only reason I think Jaden Bradley stays in the even the rotation is they need a backup point guard. Um, unless you're ready to turn that over to to Pella or Caleb Love. No, Bradley's we don't want Pella at point guard. Right that's now, for you to vote. offensive player. And, you know, for, for fact is, I think right now, KJ's a better scorer and he's a better defender, or at least a comparable defender. Um, so Bradley's really, his only claim to being in the rotation is that he's a, he's a good, he's a, he, he runs the offense well. And, and there, are, I, there have been stretches where I think he's run it better than Boswell. The problem is he's more limited than Boswell, whereas Boswell can play off the ball. Um, but for the most part right now, the way he's at least played the last two or th- you know games, uh, maybe even the full regular season. You know, Br- Bradley's uh, good best minutes were in the exhibitions. Um, but yeah, right now, yeah, I would have no problem seeing KJ Lewis steal more minutes away from from Jaden Bradley. And Ben, we definitely know at this point, and we talked about it before. This is this is clearly an eight man rotation. All the time, coaches lie and they always say, "Well, we're going to go ten deep," and they do it for like a game, and then it doesn't happen. You know exactly that these eight, uh, you know exactly who these eight players are. Again, coming off the bench, it's going to be Mo Crevis, it's going to be KJ Lewis, it's going to be Jaden Bradley. Um, I don't, I think that Polly M, uh, Philly, <laughs> Philly B, I think, I think those guys have a place in certain games, but it's that eight man rotation. And I love the eight man rotation. I am 1000% okay with the eight man rotation. Three guys off the bench, I believe, is ideal. It's hard not to like, um, and I think somebody like Bradley is interesting because obviously he's still very young, comes from Alabama, 
runs the offense okay at times, like Brad said. But outside of that, he struggled quite a bit. I mean, from a passing perspective, he had a pretty boneheaded pass in the lane there. I think that resulted in a turnover and just doesn't quite settle in the way that maybe some of these other guards do. But time will tell, right? It's still early in the year. Um, maybe the shooting gets a little bit more developed. Maybe he gets a little bit more comfortable in the offense off the bench. So time will tell. Pell Larson's a perfect example. He certainly wasn't excellent when he came in, right? You know, kind of settled into that six-man role. And now he's in this starting lineup this year in a much more prominent role. So this team has a lot to play with. You know, I think it'll be interesting. Love, you know, the box score looks pretty. 20 points, 8 for 12. Um, from a shooting perspective, obviously he is not the most efficient player at times, but you know, we'll, we'll be, I'll take him. I will take Caleb love the good, the bad, all of it. I'm here for the Caleb love experience. I totally get that. Uh, oh, Mike Candrea is in here. Huh? Not oh, really Mike Candrea, but Brad, I will take Caleb love. I'll take the whole experience just because I think the good outweighs the bad. And he was something we didn't have all of last year. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had that, and again, I haven't maybe scrutinized every shot, but um, I haven't had that what-are-you-doing moment that I've had with other high-volume guards uh, in, in the last 10 or 15 years. You hate Mark Lyons. Uh, I don't hate Mark Lyons, but Mark Lyons made me pull my hair out a few times, yes. Um, you know, our, our, our well, one of my favorite players, Gabe York, had a few of those. Gabe, that's the heat check. We don't need that. I mean... Did love? I didn't see Love take a bad shot tonight. Maybe he did. Um, he just kind of, again, he had eleven in the first eight minutes or whatever ridiculous. I mean, he w- he was acting like that. That Belmont owed him money. I mean, he right. was brutal early, and and I mean that in a good way. Brutal towards them. Just, um, yeah. So I'm fine. Again, if he chucks up that that three point shot from twenty four feet eight seconds into the possession when you're you're trying to milk clock, then yeah, I'm going to yell at him. Only Salim can do that in my heart. Um, but so far, I have Damon no could do that too. Damon was allowed to do that too. If if you're from Portland and you're a Stoudemire, you can do that. And I have no problems with that. But uh, in, in this case, yeah, so far, I haven't seen anything from Love that you know has, has made me cringe, has made me think of the guy who a lot of people thought, you know, shot North Carolina out of games. Could that happen? Sure, good. But so far, he's playing under control for the most part while still – you know, being able to play his type of game. Yep. Uh, Robert Madrill, I think you hit the nail on the head, as you almost always do, my friend. What do you mean almost, Mike? You always do, Robert. Um, that's why we rely on people like yourself. He is, uh, the guard penetration is just night and day. Last year's team, I think, had the worst penetration of any, gosh, I go back to Chris Mills' team. So I can't think of a team that had worse guard penetration and that you had nobody that could get into the paint, nobody that could shoot or get in there and shoot floaters. Everybody in this team can get to the paint. KJ Lewis can get to the paint. Caleb Love can get to the paint. Kylan Boswell can get to the paint. It is so much easier when you have players that can stress a defense like Arizona's doing right now. That is a great point there, Robert. Ben White, I think you agree. I think Robert makes the the point of the night. And uh, when you look at the box score, right, I think the most damning thing is 52 to 18 paint advantage. Granted, you're going up against a very small team. But um, yeah, traditionally last year, that's it's not something that Arizona would excel at, to be quite honest. I mean, you'd have to rely on outside shooting. You'd have to rely on Creasa and some of these other guys and, you know, just made it tough when uh, you weren't getting that consistency, you know, from your 
small forwards and your your guards, you know, but but this team is just so dynamic because they're just athletic. I mean, they can just do so many different things. There's not one, I think, guard in that starting lineup that can only do one set thing. I think Love has proven, yeah, at times, you know, in the first half of the Duke game that he takes some boneheaded shots. Yeah, but he plays within the flow of the offense, right? He does other things on the defensive end too, and he distributes the ball. So that's a perfect example. Larson has been fantastic on the defensive end. He's also somebody who can find his shot when need be, right? And then Boswell, we know what he can do when he's comfortable. He can make three after three. He can run the offense and distribute the ball. So it's just an entirely different makeup of player. And when you have those three guys leading the way, you know, we're not even talking about Balo and and uh, Keisha Johnson up front. So that goes to show you just how, you know, much good problems Arizona has at this point. And from a scoring perspective, um, I'm not sure if Arizona will be the best team in all of college hoops this year, certainly, but I think they'll definitely be one of the best offenses. That for that's for sure. See, this team's not going to struggle to score points. Ben, I don't think you're being optimistic enough. I don't think you're back in the A enough. I have not seen a team in college basketball this year that I say they're clearly better than Arizona. And I've watched a lot of college basketball, maybe not like Utifo and Dartanian. By the way, check out their uh, they have a very good pod going on. But um, I have uh, I've watched a lot of college hoops th- uh, this year. And I haven't seen a team that I think is clearly better than Arizona. I mean, Kansas looked good against Kentucky. Um, Duke is solid, like I said, but, you know, Arizona beat Duke in Cameron. There's not a team out there. I think Michigan State is drastically overrated. Um, I don't really, like I said, I don't see a team out there, Brad, that um, I say Arizona can't win. I want to get Brad's take on that. But first, Desert Financial Credit Union, my friends. Okay, you might see Ben White right there chilling in the slums of Orange County. Well, uh, Brad Alice and I are uh, uh, squeaking by a living here in Tucson. You could probably look at Ben's floors and say, Ben probably has some finance, or no, actually, that's Empire Flooring, excuse me. Um, This is Desert Financial. Financial Credit Union. Desert Financial Credit Union is where Ben should put all of his money in because they're here to help people like Ben. When you open up a free checking account online, get $200 in bonuses. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. Again, uh, this is the credit union that is committed to giving back to the community and sharing success with the, uh, their members. Now, let's go to the Desert Financial Credit Union and buy the numbers graphic. Okay. Um. <laughs> this is called an ass kicking right here. Um, you get uh, get 12 threes out of Belmont. Cool. Arizona, 57 to 28. Now you're going to win a lot of games, fellas, when you got that. That also goes to the toughness factor I wanted to bring up, right, uh, Brad. This Arizona team is tough. This is a team that is um, – they're just tough across the board. There's no weenies out there. Um from Umar Ballo, leader of men, Keyshaw Johnson, obviously tough. We're going to get to Keyshaw in a minute. Pella Larson, Utifo's guy, um, Caleb Love, Kylan Boswell. These are all tough dudes. And that's not something that you could have said about Arizona last year. And I think that's why a big reason why they match up with any kind of style. Yeah, I think there's no doubt that they're, they're tougher. And I, I'm gonna, I might even throw, I'd like to see what happens when he has to really go up against a rugged guy. But, you know, Crevis is a guy who is at least ruggedly built. Whether he is that kind of toughness or not, or he's more of a traditional, you know, 1990s Euro who we all thought were as soft as Sherman. But yeah, I do want to correct you, Mike. You, you talk about how good Arizona is. There's no doubt. But we all know there's 14 teams in the Big Ten who are better than Arizona. Oh, that's the, God. Clearly. That's what, clearly. That's what, the, that's what the media has told me. It's just like, you know, just like I know Vanderbilt's the, uh, 
14th best team in, in, in NCAA football. So, um, no, but no, no, realistically, yeah, Arizona's playing as well as anyone. I mean, they look clearly better than Duke, and Duke looked really good the other night. Right. Um, again, maybe that's because they were playing an overrated Michigan State team. Uh, but no, the, again, we, we, we've addressed this, and this, this Arizona team is balanced. They're athletic yet tough. Um, they're skilled yet explosive. Uh, they can, I think they could win a 50 to 48 rock fight against, uh, you know, Sean Miller's safety or teams and then go and put up 110 to, to 98 against, uh, right. an Oregon type team. It's a very versatile team. It's a, it's a team that, yes, you're right. It has an eight man rotation, but if they had to go 10 and 11, when Vasar comes back, I think they can do it. They're not um, scrubs. It's, you're not throwing no. a deal. You're not throwing a Daniel Dillon out there where, He's just going to get the ball and then dribble three times backwards and then pass it. You don't have no, any I mean, of those guys. I think, I think again, I've said they, they may end up with this eight and a half man rotation where depending on matchups, you might see Polly M get his eight minutes. or you might see Philly B get eight minutes. Or again, when Vasar comes back and you need a little more front court depth, but their core eight is as good as any core eight in the pack 12. Maybe when USC gets all their pieces back, but I mean, I haven't been impressed. I've only watched like 10, 15 minutes of their games, but UCLA doesn't impress me. Um, you know, ASU certainly right. doesn't impress me. The bottom half of this conference is is pretty, pretty, it's pretty, it's, it's it's pretty, pretty I think, that um, you, I think USC, so yeah, yeah, I think USC, I think USC um, is going to be interesting, but even though I stick up for Andy Enfield, Tommy Lloyd is a much better coach than Andy Enfield. Um, and Arizona, I think, just has better pieces that fit all the way around. Thomas, with an interesting question. This was in my show notes. Thomas, you're a smarter man than me because you were able to beat me to the show notes. Here's the where I'm at with uh, Keyshaw Johnson. A big part of Keyshaw Johnson's game is we're dog friendly. Don't tell him to shut up. Tell him to bring more. Um we are a big part of uh, bringing able being able to bring in a Keyshaw Johnson is to say we're going to let you explore some of your perimeter game. Um, and so again, I, I think you got to stay true to your word there. I'm cool with two threes per game, and if he makes one of the threes, then he can keep shooting. But I don't want to ever see a game where he's zero of four. That to me can't happen. Can't be any of that stuff because, quite frankly, he's too valuable down low. Ben White. He's also too valuable from a defensive perspective. Again, I'm cool with him exploring out there, seeing what he could do. But you also got to remember what your strengths are. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see that even be the case. I think you know tonight obviously was over two, and you know at that point you realize, okay, settle down, go back to what we do best here, focus on what I'm here to do. But uh, you know, moving forward, you know, you know, we might see it on Sunday against Arlington. Maybe he'll be a little bit more aggressive and you know take three or four. Maybe a couple of those go in. But yeah, by and large, that's not what he's brought here to do. And what have we talked about from day one? Everybody, you know, was kind of up in arms, you know, half and half. Oh, I don't know if we want this guy. He doesn't score a lot of points. You know, he's not the best outside shooter. It's an entirely different role. I mean, we don't need him to be Tubelis. Right. He's not Tubelis. It's an entirely different team. You have athleticism. You have shooting from your guards and your smaller guys on the forward side. So uh, you're just not going to see that from him. And I think it's, he's just too important to what they are trying to do, especially from a defensive and offensive rebounding perspective. I mean, he is the team when it comes to getting those offensive boards. So I would imagine you're going to continue to see that. And, you know, over time, he probably gets his scoring up. You know, I think he'll be averaging more than he is right now. And, you know, maybe the role looks a little bit different. But by and large, when you bring in a guy like that, you know, he's played college basketball for a number of years. This is why you bring in 
send somebody right. like a transfer because you know what you're getting. And to win the national title and be competitive in March, March, excuse me, you need grown men. You need guys with experience. And somebody like him who played in the title game with SDSU last year and was as good as they were defensively, that's not somebody you're going to pass up on. Um, interesting. I heard some about, uh, will buy I did not see this. Was he arrested for fraud? What Brian? No, he, he was convicted. Uh, he was part of that, uh, group of, uh, NBA players who defrauded. Oh, that's uh, right. I think it was the players association. I know, uh, Ben, uh, big baby Davis, not Ben Davis. Uh, big baby was the main guy, one of the ringleaders, but, um, uh, I think it came, I think it was half a dozen to a dozen NBA players, but Bynum is looking at, like a decade in jail if fully sentenced. Um, I actually, it, I, yes, I thought, and ironically enough, yeah, I think it's Terrence Williams who Arizona recruited heavily. I yeah, think there was Williams. another guy uh, who's who's related to the Stoudemire, so he can pull up from twenty five, but he's going to have to do that. What um, high school will Bynum? You should know this. Brad Alice, this was right during your heyday. Oh, what was that? Uh, it was come that, on, it was that, come on, it was that private school uh, where come the coach on. actually got him? Tried to get him prop forty eight. Um, Crane, Crane Tech. Crane right? tech, come on. You, yeah, you're better than that, Brad. We expect more. Okay, old, it's late and it just started raining, so I may have wet dogs here in a minute. So. Okay, Conrad Martinez. Um, I will, I will say, hey, uh, I, before we move off of uh, Kashad, um, first of all, he was four or five from inside the arc, and I think tonight was a perfect amount of shots. Unlike a certain radio show that said, "I hope Arizona doesn't shoot more than thirty threes against Duke." No, about 20 is a much better – 18, 20 is a, is a better number for this team. This team does not need to live outside the arc because they have so many weapons. So, again, so many guys who can get to the hoop, uh, so many seven-footers. If this team is shooting 33s, they either be hitting 20 of them or they better be trying to erase a big deficit. Is Conrad Martinez, our good friend Conrad the Comrade, is he – Um, actually, I actually think that's pretty good – Um. Is he ever going to play meaningful minutes here? He's starting to grow on me a little bit. I had a bet with Shear about who scores more career points, Philly B or Conrad Martinez. I'm starting to like what I've seen out of Conrad Martinez. I didn't like the film where he looked like me, but he doesn't look like me when he's playing in these uh, Pac-12 games, Benoit. Brad, I'll let you entertain this one first. I'm curious. I think he's good enough to play at Arizona. The problem is he may never crack the rotation because of guys they're bringing in ahead of him. Yeah. Um, I mean, next year you've got what two elite guards coming in and, yeah. um, I'm not sure who's leaving, uh, but Martinez is legit. I mean, I think he's a legit, player. I think, again, I think you could say that of several of these guys, I think in another, you know, if, if, if suddenly three guys get hurt and you're looking at your small fours as Philly B and Polly M you could do worse. You know, if Conrad Martinez needed to fill in for an injured Jaden Bradley, he could do that. Uh, is that a guy you want? you know, taking 12 shots a game. No, but if he played eight minutes a game, I don't think he'd hurt Arizona. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm okay with that. All right. Paulie M was brought up a little bit. And then I want to look ahead to the rest of the schedule because here's where it starts to get fascinating. Paulie M. Um, as much as I like Philly B, I think Paulie, Paulie M is better than Philly B. Um, if Paulie M has to play minutes as that eighth guy, I am totally okay with that. Yeah, I mean, look, he, he can come in and he can not mess up the flow of things too much. Um, I agree with you on the Philly B part. That's our boy, though. We're not going to hate on him too much. But I think somebody like Paul M., you know, he's he's obviously got the ability to 
score the basketball if he has to. I just obviously not the most physical player, but again, yeah, I mean, Arizona he gets a lot of rebounds. He got 11 rebounds like the last game in like four minutes. He, that's how good did. it was. He did. He did. So, and that's the beauty of these, the rotation eight through 10 is at least one of these guys, every single one of them has shown something in glimpses and somebody like Polly M is going to be important for that. And like we keep talking about good issues to have, especially in the bottom of the rotation. And I think we're going to see it here as the uh, non-conference goes on. All right, let's talk about this. Uh, let's talk about the non-conference. I want to say this. I think Paul is uh, more talented. I think right now Philly's a better basketball player. Ah, you like you that, like Philly that, B. And, and that may be different by Christmas, but uh, just because Polly still looks uncomfortable out there, like he doesn't know where quite to be. Um, sometimes looks like he gets lost physically on the court tonight. He had those two shots, which he turned into rebounds. Congratulations. But he was like about a foot short hitting the front of the rim. Just doesn't look like he's in that flow yet, but he's a more talented basketball player than 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 Philly B. But right now, Philly B is just a little better. Let's look ahead to the rest of this uh, out-of-conference gauntlet because there's some teams that we can make fun of. But first, we need to get to Ben's flooring. Um, I missed it earlier. Ben White, I'm sure, has great flooring because Ben White makes a lot of money. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if Ben White has this from Empire Today. They can give you the best prices on all your flooring. You go in there and you will not be ex- you will not uh, be disappointed at all. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive $350 off discount when they use promo code PHNX. Restrictions apply. See EmpireToday.com. Uh, PHNX for details. Okay. Now, uh, look, looking ahead, Alabama is the game that I'm more interested in than, uh, I don't, I think that, uh, I think Michigan state and I, I, th- and this is with all due respect. Um, yeah, uh, I just, uh, and this is with all due respect to uh, one of the uh, commenters on there. Uh, Michigan state does nothing for me. I've watched them a couple times. They don't impress me at all. I think Wisconsin stinks. Um, the uh, the Purdue one is fascinating because you got Zach Eady, um, who's probably the best player in college basketball, but I still don't like the roster around him. Alabama, the uh, game before my birthday, everybody, is uh, the one that I'm really interested in. Alabama, they got the uh, the Nelson kid, the Grant Nelson kid, uh, transfer in from like North Dakota State, who's a monster, but they're uber athletic. I think it's going to be the most athletic team that Arizona plays all year. That is the one that I am penciling in and excited to see how Arizona responds because I think Arizona is going to handle these other teams. They might lose a game, but I'm not really worse. I'm not really too worried about that. Oh, real quick, Noah, I have an update on the Kia boys. Sorry about this. There was survey. Brad, did you hear that? Did you hear about the Kia boys? I heard they they busted into the ride. Okay. Well, these these dorks have uh, these dorks are about to get caught because my neighbor who came back from vacation uh, came forward with surveillance footage from his house of these dweebs uh, breaking into the car, and I'll just leave it on this. One of the kids has a bowl cut. So um, I know that doesn't surprise probably anybody out there, but there you will be found. You will be hunted down and Mike Luke will make your life a pain in the butt. My friend, the bigger question is, are we sure it wasn't the cats in the backyard who didn't tip them off that you had the key available to break uh, into? Yeah. Those cats are way too, uh, those cats are way too uh, uh, lazy to do any of that, but yes, okay. I am excited uh, the Kia boys, we're coming for you and we will absolutely find you. Um, what was the, uh, the question, um, upcoming schedule, 
Oh yeah, yeah. The upcoming schedule. Alabama is the, Alabama is the team that I'm very interested to see, though. I want to see how Arizona matches up, and I think they'll be just fine. I want to see how Arizona matches up against a team that is long, athletic, and yeah. has players that can score. That to me is going to be the next matchup. Again, I don't worry too much about Michigan State or Purdue. Yeah, because Michigan State, I mean, we saw it against um we saw it against Duke on Tuesday. They they just can't score. I mean, they struggle from a shooting perspective. I think they have some good size up front, but outside of that, they're very inconsistent. They're very much in the figure it out phase as as talented as, as they're supposedly supposed to be. Um Colgate, whatever, Wisconsin, same thing, right? Similar Big Ten team, not a lot of athleticism there. Um Purdue is interesting because I I think Arizona's gonna win that game, but you know, you've got Edie. It's on the road. I get the roster itself outside of Edie isn't a plus by any means. I get that Arizona has an advantage probably at four out of the five positions. Right. But again, it'll be interesting because it's in Indianapolis. Um, you know, Purdue is ranked two. I don't know how long they will stay there, but it will definitely be a, a top signature matchup. But yeah, B- Bama and I think Florida Atlantic is where it gets interesting because those teams, like you said, they present a level of athleticism. And I think Bama's guards more so than anything. Just how will Arizona go up against that? And I think when you looked at the Duke game, obviously we knew what Filipowski could do down low. But just from a guard perspective, I thought Arizona had the clear advantage there even though those two guards are very good so it's just a different type of guard because I think Alabama is a lot more athletic I think those guys can take you off the dribble and and get to the rim and do some different things so that'll be the telling time and then Florida Atlantic is going to be a fun one in Vegas too Mike Florida Atlantic is a very good one real quick um I've been asked to wrap bone thugs and harmony this is for you Jacob Franklin I will make this very quick though um let's see creep on a come up there we go. Woke up this morning with the thought of robbing a bank to get rich. Been 18 days since I've been paid. So click, click, give me yo. Boom. There we go. Very, very good. Um, one last thing about the Kia boys. Uh, I, <laughs> Patrick Stark says, uh, the reason I got the Kia, Patrick, was because I'm a, a man of uh, many connections. Ben White can attest to this. I also have very few material needs. Um what you see is what you get. I my I have about five pairs of sweatpants that I rotate, including my dress sweats. But um, I thought and about key, six pairs of white T-shirts that you see on the show every day. Correct. Correct. That's about it. But I do have I thought with the Kia. Listen, it's a it's a it's nothing's more middle class than a Kia Optima. And nobody is, I thought when I got it, Brad, nobody would ever want to break into a Kia Optima because who cares what somebody has in a Kia Optima? This is correct. Except so literally the, we have gangs of thugs who are yeah. Kia boys. Yeah, but if, why, you, if, you, if you read, I'm no car burglar by any means, but they say it's the easiest car to break into by a mile. That and, so, the, that and the Hyundai. The Hyundai yeah. is, by the way, so when I get went to get the rental, and then we'll get back to basketball here in a second uh, on the AZ Wildcats postgame show. Um, when I went to go get the rental, though, because obviously my insurance covers it for a month, guess what they tried giving me at first? A Kia. Yeah. yeah. And I told them, no, I don't want a Kia in this area. Let's be honest. If When all these guys get together, and, and I'm assuming there's some, like in the comic books, there's some bar where all these thugs hang out. I mean, you probably got some guy, and they and they probably pilfer the uh, the Cali and Foothills, and you've probably got you know Mercedes Mark, and you've probably got uh, BMW uh, Beto or whatever, and then um, you got a bunch of guys who who steal Hondas because you can swap the parts out and build mm-hmm. little street racers out of them. 
Is there anyone lower on the totem pole than the Kia boys? Dude, I mean, these I mean, guys are real dorks, man. Is there like uh, some 70 year old man who's like Fiat Fred uh, and uh, he's the lowest guy in the totem pole in the corner? But I mean, come on. Not, I'm not slamming, but you're right. It's a middle class car. Typically, I think of, oh, who's going to be driving a, a Kia? Right. Podcast but, host extraordinaire. But the hip, the, the hip history teacher. Um, you John know, Schuster. But here's the thing, though. The hip, the hip history piece of the history. The only thing but, of value that I have in my car, they didn't take my golf clubs. <laughs> there was probably about $800 worth of golf clubs that they're like, eh, we don't want any of that stuff. So, um, oh, by the way, Jervis, I think you're exactly right. The same person that stole Dylan Anderson's bike, I believe, came after the Kia. I'm just going to put that one out Very there possible. on a... Um, okay. Now let's, uh, let's see here. Um, all right, let's get back to Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic's another good one. Uh, Casey Jacobson, uh, when he was, uh, when he wasn't talking about himself was talking about the games that he was going to be commentating and uh, Florida Atlantic's another good one. They were, um, uh, they were in the final four last year. Like you said, Ben white, very good guards. Um, I'm excited to see that one as well. Florida Atlantic and Alabama fellows are the games that I want to see. Boom. I'm at the point now where I'm again. I'm buying in. I'm I'm 100% bought in. Nice. Part of me thinks Alabama is the only one they might lose, and the fact that that's in Phoenix is probably to their advantage. I again, I can see them getting some weird home cooking in Indianapolis, and and you know um, suddenly Balo and and Crevis are in weird foul trouble, but Edie is not. But from a talent standpoint, you know, and again. I'm not sold on the big, I mean, although I claim they were for no, big, the big 10 is overrated again. Big 10 stinks, dude. I don't think Let's Florida Atlantic is, I think Florida Atlantic caught fire when they, I think it's Bama or not. This team may go whatever it in one or whatever and O into Pac 12 play. Um, unless like they just it. have an atrocious night. And again, Wisconsin, all these teams are talented enough to beat Arizona, but they're putting whooping on. On, uh, on tonight, Belmont's going to win eighteen to twenty games, right? And Belmont could have lost by forty-five if 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 you know Arizona doesn't let up, and they don't get a little hot from three. So, yeah, I think Bama's by far and away the most talented they're going against, and that includes I know they're number two, they're Purdue, they're still probably not good. Purdue, here's team. what I think of Purdue. <laughs> I don't care about any of these teams. I don't want to hear anything about the Big Ten. We will make fun of the Big Ten until the horses come home. Is that the is that the term? The horses come home. The cows come home. I think it's I think it's horses. I don't think yeah, cows well, either go way, anywhere. Either way, these are these these are terrible games. But I would tell people this: when the NCAA tournament comes around, I would tell you to get onto the BetMGM sportsbook app and bet against every single Big Ten team in the first round. And guess what? They might win one game, but who cares? Because you will win the other 13. That's what you need to do with the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Right now, though, you can put down 10 bucks and you will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your outcome. Uh, how cool is that, by the way? Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app. Of at least $10, you'll receive $200 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out show notes for details. Let's hear Shane Diefenbach with a disclaimer. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. All right, one last one. Gila River Casinos. Visit GilaMillionDollarsShowdown.com to get in on all the action. For more information on Gila River Resorts and Casinos and all they have to offer, head to play at Gila.com. Live like Ben White out there. Okay, um, I thought what something Brad said was fairly interesting, that he thinks that Arizona is going to be, that Arizona is going to go into the Pac-12 play with zero or one loss, which leads me to my next point. The Pac-12 stinks. Um, UCLA is poo. Um, USC is interesting because they do have some players, uh, but they're not, you know, Isaiah Collier, Boogie Ellis are problems in the backcourt. Um, up front, you got Joshua Morgan, uh, Kobe Johnson isn't bad. Big Vince, the Prince, Oregon is always kind of schizophrenic, but they could maybe, uh, those are really the only two teams I could see winning maybe Colorado, but I don't see that Arizona is probably only going to lose two or three games. Yeah, for sure. And I think, yeah, SC, like you said, they have the dynamic guard play, but they got to get healthy. UCLA looks really, really bad um, early on. And there's really not that fringe school in the Pac-12 that you look at this year and think, oh, maybe they can do something. I know, you know, Oregon State has teased us in the past or Washington State. Maybe they've had a a player or two who kind of just catches the eye off the screen. But yeah, I mean, holistically, this conference just isn't very good. Um, and I think that's the beauty. And I think where Arizona is smart, right, is because they have such a good non-conference schedule. It's going to help them get better. And it's also going to help them from a ranking perspective when we get to the Pac-12 tournament in March and when we get to the selection committee day. And the fact that you've beat, you know, you've played all these top 25 teams, you know, compared to other teams throughout the country. Um, I think it's beneficial. I think it's weird because you may learn more about Arizona now than you'll learn about them in February for sure. All right. Does What's, this feel like one of those Arizona teams like in the past where we're going to look back and there's going to be that one loss, much like, I don't know, was it USC in 98 on the Adam Spanish, uh, Spanish uh, that I swear hit the bottom of the rim first? Yes. Um, it, this feels like a Devin Askew fadeaway three at, at Haas or I don't even know if they play there or, you know, some, some, some kid from Utah baking in a, a three at the buzzer and Arizona is going to go, whatever it is now. I don't even know how many they play. Is it 19 and one or 18 and one? It just feels like it could be that now again, maybe UCLA figures it out. Maybe Oregon figures it out. And we all know USC is good, but we've seen this script where Arizona and it's happened a few times, the best team in the pack they beat all the other good teams in the pack and they end up losing to a, a mid-level or even a, a bottom, you know, four or five team, much like, you know, losing to some bad Stanford teams or, or that. So that's just kind of what it's feeling like. And again, I'm getting way ahead of myself. But again, I've completely bought into this team after, what, four games. All right. Speaking of something that we bought into, we need to talk real quick about Arizona-Utah tomorrow. That is a big tip of the cap to Jed Fish that we are on a basketball postgame show where Arizona is ranked number three in the country. And before we sign off, we got to get a little bit of football talk in. I am back in the A tomorrow. I believe that uh, I'm riding this Noah Fafita wave. I believe that Noah Fafita is going to leave Arizona as the best quarterback in school history. Um 
And I stand by that. I thought he should have started from day one. I think there's something very special about our diminutive quarterback. Um, and uh, I'm back in the A, guys. I think Arizona's going to win this game, and I think they're going to go up to about 15 in the uh, 15 in the rankings. Ben White, you, I see you disagreeing. You think Arizona's going to get blown out. No, I don't think they're going to get blown out. I, th- I think they're going to win. I, th- I think when you look at both these teams, I trust Arizona's offense and defense a lot better than both Utah's sides. I think Utah has struggled offensively. They haven't really found a groove all season just because rising has been heard and they've had some issues. And even their run game, I mean, it's been decent, but it hasn't been just flat out dominant like we've seen in years past. So Arizona's proven, you know, whether it's Washington, USC, UCLA, whoever it is, you know, at that front seven, it, they're able to stop teams on the defensive side. And I think Utah is already having trouble scoring points. And I think you'll see tomorrow that Fafita will get in his groove. I think, you know, he might face some pressure and it's certainly not going to be easy by any means, but I would take Arizona tomorrow. I think they win by maybe seven to, to 10 points. Are you back in the A tomorrow, Mr. Brad A. Liss? I'm just worried that Utah's going to establish the run and and conversely dominate, not dominate, but you're but doubting Big Bill Norton. Arizona up front. You're doubting front. Big Bill Norton. I, I am a little bit. That being said, if it comes down to where Utah has to throw, Arizona has the clear advantage in this game because Fafita's Fafita's better, and our, the receivers are better. Um, I just worry about the physicalness of Utah with all those 26 year old. Um, linemen and 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 Big you know. Bill Norton's twenty three, my friend. Come on, yeah. But Utah, Utah. I mean, Utah. Ha- a couple of their guys have their kids driving them to the game because they're sixteen. I mean, this is how Utah is. So you uh, like Utah? You're back in the U, not the A. I worry about this one. I like the fact it's in Tucson. I like the fact that it might be a little toasty, although the weather wasn't today. Um, so, but I can see it. I am more worried about this game than I have been any game since I've, I don't know, in a month. Well, that's a good, that's when you know you're in a good spot. Also, if you got a headache and you're like, man, I got to get to bed. Here's the deal. Get some wink, drink, wink, my friend available in either 2.5 milligrams or five milligram cans. You can find wink right here in Arizona. Look for wink at uh, all Sunday goods dispensaries in the Valley and Botanica dispensary in Tucson. You can also save money online, but go to drinkwink.com and use promo code PHNX for 20% off. All right, everybody. As I always say, there has never been a better time to back the A. I say that the uh, basketball and football programs are in the best shape that they've been since the mid-90s. When I grew up, I thought basically every four years we go to the Final Four, and every five years we have a top-10 football program. That has not been the case for a long time. Um, so enjoy this. We deserve good things. We've been through uh, We've been through that Andy Dufresne when he's trying to get out of the uh, – um, the jail and he's uh, crawling through all the poop. We've been through that. We were out on the other side and we were yelling out freedom. All of you out there, we deserve to have good things. Just like Ben White deserves to have good things. Brad Alice deserves to have good things. On that note, for the great uh, Ben White, the venerable Brad Alice, and the tired Jacob Franklin, you don't get the great adjective today because you're tired. I can see you behind the scenes. I am merely Mike Luke. All of you, you listeners, you guys are the ones that make the show, as always. Really appreciate you. We will be back. Uh, we'll be back with you uh, right after the Utah game uh, tomorrow. And then Sunday, we'll be back with you as, uh, again. We're, the hits keep coming. But on that note, you've been listening to the AZ Wildcats postgame.